and we're live. <laughs> <laughs> nice shirt, Nathan. Thank Hello, you, everybody. Thank Welcome to Live Reality Games, the podcast where we talk about how the fact that people like to visit strangers from the internet. I'm Parker, and as always, with me is Nathan. Nathan, how you doing? Hey, uh, I, I'm I'm going okay. How about you? <laughs> I'm just fine, man. I'm actually more than okay because we have a guest tonight. Yes. Uh, very happy to be with us. For all you out there, he is the co-host of the Stark Wars podcast. And in the world of live reality games, he is most well known for his time on Big Brother Missions. Please welcome Michael O'Rear. <laughs> I was like, no way he's going to say Big Brother Missions. No way that's coming out of his mouth right now. No, I'm glad to be here. Thank you guys for having me. I am... Uh, I love live reality games. Uh, like it's, it's like I guess when I was like a young Survivor fan growing up, like uh, I, I would spend my time watching like Sim Survivor on YouTube because there was no live reality games and there was no like uh, international Survivor. If I wanted more Survivor, I either had to like play with my action figures or or like find some really weird stuff on YouTube. So uh, look, I, I I'm very grateful for uh, live reality games and I'm grateful for this podcast and I'm grateful to be here tonight. The Sim Survivor podcast is next. We'll cover <laughs> the avatars that they're playing with on there. I distinctly remember watching those videos as well. And they oh, were yeah. every bit as good as you would imagine them being. How good is that? Uh, not. <laughs> That's the only other Survivor we had. That's what we did exactly. in the season. It was all we had, man. Well, so, uh, Michael, just for people out here who aren't familiar with what you do, tell them uh, what the Star Course podcast is about. Okay, yeah. So um, I started a podcast about a year ago to uh, right around the time that a lot of like the Marvel TV shows were starting up. And I was like, this is and like they had like they had like 20 TV shows planned for like like back to back to back for like ever. And I was like, this is like the perfect time to like start a Marvel slash Star Wars podcast. So that's what I did with my friend Tommy Pizzullo. And um, yeah, we just talk about all the different TV shows that are coming out on Disney Plus and movies too. So yeah, uh, big nerd here as far as that stuff goes. And yeah. So which was more disappointing this year? Uh, Survivor 41 or Falcon and Winter Soldier? <laughs> That's a tough one. <laughs> Probably Falcon Winter Soldier. Let's be real. I'll say this: I at least finished Survivor Forty One. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I made it past an episode on Forty One. Exactly. Uh, but thankfully, everybody... we have Survivor Angelica to cover, which is yeah, uh, better than both. So yeah. Again, another quote for a recommendation for the DVD box set, Nathan. Last time, I think you said it didn't kill me, and this week it's better than Falcon the Winter Soldier. <laughs> so, like, yeah. if I were to rank the two, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so everybody, check out uh, Star Wars Podcast uh, once you get off here. But for tonight, we're going to talk about Survivor and Joke Episode 4. Now, Michael, we haven't had you on here yet, so just... Can you just tell us a little bit about your thoughts on the season so far? What have you liked? What have you noticed from a production aspect? What are your thoughts so far? Well, first and foremost, I just want to clarify. Um, I could never host a live reality game. Not not even like, uh, like even if like it was me and a buddy, I, I couldn't do it. I'd crumble under the pressure. I, I would never do it. And also, as far as like a player goes, I'm not good. I'm not a good player. 
I've never made it past 11th place. So listen, I am punching up tonight. Okay. So I, I have so much respect for all the people playing and all the people that put it together, but uh, I'm going to call you out where I see it. And listen, it was hard to get through at first. Like I, I like, um the first episode especially was like a series of confessionals and i was like is the whole thing like this and i i'm not gonna like i was just i was like i was like this isn't fun like this it's like uh just like diary entries basically of survivor players it's like you don't really get to see a lot of the talking but now with that being said i've come around a lot there, there is a lot more like uh interaction between people and what i really appreciate is um the duo confessionals which is something we don't get on like actual survivor a lot which i loved in like survivor amazon so that kind of stuff is really cool and uh the challenges are cool the host is like the coolest host there is like cooler than like jonathan lapaglia or anybody really like he's just like uh what's his name jason uh jason, jason yeah yeah so like and, and he's like at tribal council and like he like he sits back on his log with his arms crossed and he's like He's just like, all right, guys, what's up? What's going on? And he talks to them as if he's part of the tribe. He's like, yep. I mean, we got to get our stuff together, man. Like, he's like, he's not like, like Jeff comes in and he's like, you guys made an embarrassment of yourselves today. And this guy's like, no, no. I mean, look, it was a matter of chance. And uh, look, what can you do about it? I'm like, this guy is so nice and cool. So, uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. He's one of the like anomalies here in which this is a man who would actually do well on the show he's hosting where that is like unfathomable reality TV. Like Julie Chen would be the wouldn't even get to like, pass like night 1 on Big Brother. <laughs> like the producers would make a twist to get rid of her before that. Like Jeff Probst would crack the bed on Real Survivor. It would go on and on. But Jason is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, Jason is. We've actually had him on the podcast. He is a great guy. He's super passionate about it, and uh, I co-sign everything you said, Michael. So, getting into tonight's episode. So we start off with honestly, probably one of my one of the funniest parts of the episode for me was immediately after we get done with the intro, we cut to a conversation between Kurt and Alyssa. No. Uh, lead in. It's almost like a cold open in a sitcom. It just opens on Kurt saying, you know, I've gotten like a lot of votes cast against me. How many have I had? <laughs> Seven or eight. I love how Kurt still doesn't understand how many votes are cast against him. In the first episode, he's like, I'm either going to get three, four, five, six, or seven votes. I hope it's three. He doesn't get any of those. And now he's still counting. And I'm sure the, the number he gave was wrong. It I, I was no way idea. wrong. He's got like three votes. Right? Am I, am I missing no, something? He's had a vote against him like every time. Yeah, but like one or two. Not oh, right, like... Right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's talking as if he's, you know, gotten a, a whole bunch of votes each time, but he's only gotten like one or two each time. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt's the but best, though. I, I love Kurt. He, he's definitely one of the stars of the season. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, he's so much fun. That, that I know you guys have already talked about it, but just like the uh, confessional where he's like trying to go to the bathroom, <laughs> it's like incredible. <laughs> he's like, get, are we done? I gotta hit the head. <laughs> <laughs> that conversation with Kurt and Alyssa was so funny, both intentionally and unintentionally. Yeah. Because it's one of those awkward situations where Alyssa knows that if they go to tribal council, Kurt is gone. Like there's and it's no discussion. But she has to give like generic like responses. Kurt's like, man, uh Chad might be a threat so sooner or later. And Alyssa's just like, Ooh, I yeah, I don't even want to think about that. Let's win the challenge. 
And uh, later on, Alyssa said uh, that, man, I wish you all were horrible people because this is so hard. And I relate to that, too, because while I was watching Island of the Idols, I really wanted to play that game. <laughs> but get, okay, to go back to that quote, though, that that is said in every single live reality game of all time. right? Yeah. That, that quote has come up. At yeah, least, like, yeah. Uh, I've said that. I've said that at Tribal Councils and I didn't even mean it. So, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I want I want to see that like dynamic where someone's just like, yeah, my tribe sucks. I hate all these people. I'm so glad I'm on a team with them because it's so easy to vote them off. I feel like, like if, have we ever gotten that ever? No, but I but I feel like if Nick lasted a few more rounds, maybe he would have done that. <laughs> yeah, if maybe he was willing to say in confessional. I would hope he'd back it up in person. But no, we've never gotten that before. But absolutely, like you said, Nathan. Uh, Alyssa, she, I don't know if she drops the ball necessarily, but it's like, she's definitely very vague <laughs> with how she's talking to Kurt. And we've all been that, we've all played before. We've all been in that awkward situation, but I just want to give quick props to the editing team again, just because Kurt is such a funny character, but his sense of humor is so dry. It might be not everyone's taste, but the fact they edit it just in random intervals and don't give any context <laughs> or set up to the joke makes it all make it so much funnier so the editors have done a great job with that but we after that we go into a conversation between brett and chad and okay again i'm not just trying to point out all the parts that made me laugh but again this made me laugh so brett and chad are talking about on the other team who they want to work with and they name amy chelsea and billy and chad starts listing off some reasons why it would be good to work with this three he says that chelsea and amy are strong Chelsea has run a half marathon. These are both great reasons. He also says that Amy had great aim in the battleship challenge. When, and then it cuts <laughs> to a scene of, a, of Amy is 10 paces from the board and just has to great aim. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just that, 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 I, that was completely unintentional, but it, it, I laughed so hard at that. I'm sorry. They need her battleship skills for future challenges, Parker. Come on. <laughs> that's oh, why they had to get rid of Nick. He yeah. was bad at battleship, and that's a huge indicator yeah. for your acumen the rest of the game. Yeah. Well, Michael, obviously, these these in-live reality games, the challenges uh, are not near, like, high-scale or big-budget as CBS, obviously. But... Surely, Chad could have come up with more reasons for why Amy's a good asset for challenges than, yeah, she had good aim in that one battleship challenge. Well, here's the thing. Um, I, I, forgive me now. I'm going to be horrible with the names. Is it Chad in this conversation? Yes, Chad okay. and Brett. Uh, which this is the thing you have. This is like a little tip uh, from the great player, Michael O'Rear, uh, for all you live reality game players. You never tell like the strongest person on the tribe that you're worried about somebody else's strength, right? Like, or, or like, <laughs> that's not like a topic of discussion you want to have uh, with like uh, the most macho bro on the entire tribe. Uh, with that being said, though, I do, I'm really appreciating Chad's game. I think he's a lot of fun. He seems to be like, uh, I don't know, like I, 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 have, I have high hopes for this man. They so there was a really they I love especially the conversations these people have about Kurt when he's not around. That's one of the best things about Kurt is that even when he's not on screen, the conversations had about him are insane. So Brett is worried and he wants to get rid of Kurt because he's afraid that Kurt will just betray everyone and blow up the game for no reason. 
just because he can. <laughs> now, I, I want to posit this question. Do you all think that's a good read? Do you think Kurt is like a suicide bomber in this way, that he's just going to <laughs> well, destroy everything near him? <laughs> well, in context of this of the Survivor Angelica series, we got to remember that Kurt is one of the co-creators. He's probably played this game many times like does he really need a win so if you look at it that way i guess brett is more so saying this is more about the experience for kurt than actually trying to win so maybe there's some validity to that but it's just funny in the context of what we're seeing we haven't seen any reason to think that kurt would play that way so we're getting this information that we haven't really elaborated on before so it, it does come out of nowhere like you said i and if kurt was one to do that even better i i <laughs> we should have like one or two people every single season whose sole goal is to just screw up the game for other people because it makes the game more interesting yeah does the, do we need a saboteur is that what these games is that what we're missing uh I think we had it. I think he was voted out second. I think that was the issue. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Kirk, Kirk, we need more people like how, like, I remember in, <laughs> we need more people like in old school Real Foot seasons who didn't understand the game and just went with it, like Coleman or Dylan. We just need more of those people. The people who realize it's a game and you got to play it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, Is there anything else? Oh, uh, so... I don't know if this is here or later, but uh, Brett mentions that he's thinking about uh, going against Alyssa because Alyssa slipped up and said she knew Sarah offhandedly. Well, they, they've talked about that before. Sarah and Alyssa have had confessions about that. It's just now Alyssa, now Brett has that information, which obviously is not good. And leave it to Brett to be planning like five votes in the future from here. This is becoming like a growing storyline where every episode Brett's like, well, for for this instance, I know what's going on. But five votes from now, I have a feeling Kurt might be a liability in the post-merge phase of the game. <laughs> He's well, really like twirling his mustache these last few episodes. <laughs> I mean, Nick's gone, so somebody needs to step in as the villain. <laughs> I guess, I guess. Yeah. But Jared was our big villain. As I was about everyone... to say, if you, if you ask the other team, Jared is... He does survive in his free time, so he is a <laughs> villain. <laughs> I want to ask Michael about that. Michael, Jared's taken a lot of heat, and as somebody who you described yourself as a nerd a second ago, is Jared is all the Jared slander justified? No, hell no. Leave Jared alone. Jared's the best. Uh, the the like the first time the first thing I texted Nathan about me watching this was Jared was my favorite. And it's because he's so unhinged. Like, I feel like he's like his on his face. It looks like he's always like diffusing a bomb. Like that's he's like constantly worried. And like, like, like when he's in confessors, like he's like, okay, stop, stop. We need to go further that way. It's like, dude, just, just like whisper, you know, you're good. No, but I relate to it. Like that's, that's who I am. I'm, I'm like very paranoid and uh, I saw a lot of myself in Jared. So I do appreciate his game a lot. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Yeah. What you were talking about with Jared, like, looking unhinged, it was really amusing at Tribal Council. If you look at the rest of the tribe, the rest of them look like they've been there for two days. Jared looks like he's on day 38 
His hat's <laughs> never on his head completely. Like, this he has, like, like, leaves all over him. He has, like, a patchy facial hair. He has, like, uh, brows below his eyes. It's it's very odd. He's leaning over the whole time. Like, he looks exhausted. Yeah, like he said. Poor guy. Leave him alone. Because mentally, like Michael said, he's on day whatever. 30-something. He's exhausted. But speaking, okay, speaking of Brett, uh, you know, he talked about how Kurt is a threat. Well, Kurt is actually, I think, no joke, all jokes aside, Kurt is going to make a pretty accurate read. He's going to say that Chad is going to be a threat in the long term, and we need to think about that. And he's going to tell that to Alyssa. So I appreciate that because we really haven't seen a lot of Kurt trying to make alliances or trying to make inways in the team, but he has to know he's on the outs. He gets a vote every time. And I think he's well aware that if they lose, he's going home. So uh, what do you guys think of Kurt at least trying to plant seeds in this moment to get himself off the bottom? Yeah, I, I think it just reiterates that Kurt's like a serious player and he actually understands what's going on. Because again, I think I, I, like Chad seems to be like a very smart individual and maybe not like, like, like maybe, maybe he wears it too much. He like, like the best comparison to like recent survivors, like Shan, like he's somebody that like, you can just constantly tell that like, they're just, they're in game mode and it's not always a good look. Um, but that, that'll be, I, I don't know if I want to hit my, my, uh, my winner pick just yet, but I'll come back to that. But it's a contrast to that. Until Kurt can't really claim to be like Shan until he has his own theme song. Like maybe his he doesn't have a theme song. He has like a sound effect. Like maybe like the bathroom stall closing. Maybe that could be like his little light motive whenever he enters the scene. <laughs> exactly. I guarantee you we are the first people in the history of the world to compare Kurt with Shan. So but it's you're saying that apt. I meant I meant Chad is like Shan. No, oh, no, no, no. oh Nathan, you're... you're saying we're on the right side of history with that Kurt Shan comparison, is what you're saying. I mean, oh, yes, yeah, fair. yeah. We're going to look back on whenever this Survivor Angelica season finishes airing, and everyone's going to be like, wow, how did they call it by episode four? We knew it. We were way ahead of the game. Um, nice. So I don't know about y'all. The last thing I have before we get to the challenge is Brett is, gonna tell, is also going to tell Chad that they need to be wary of an all-girl alliance uh, coming up, and that's why maybe it's not – the best to get rid of Kurt here. Now, Nathan, it's funny you brought up Island of the Idols earlier because <laughs> this yes. gave me vibes of of Jamal talking about uh, how there might be an all-girls alliance, even and there potentially was one. So, and that's what Brett's trying to get at here. I, hopefully the next episode we could get like a tearful like tribal council. Like, I can't believe you thought there'd be an all-girl alliance, Brett. <laughs> and Brett will like repent for his sins or something. <laughs> Foul out of the game before they vote. (laughs) (laughs) But in all honesty, uh, and Michael, you can speak to this as well. Even if there is no all-guy lines or all-girl lines, these are things you're thinking about all the time out here when you're running through who could possibly be aligned with you. This is just going to cross your mind no matter what, right? I mean, the first thing that I think when I start a game like this is, like, who are the people that are like me? And that's my starting point. Um, those are the people I will easily, uh, the most easily connect with, right? I think that's natural for anybody. You know, you you see it all the time uh, in the show, whether it be women's alliances, uh, people of a certain age, people of a certain color. You know, like no matter what it is, you're looking for something to bond yourself to other people for survival in the game. So, I mean, I think it is natural to like 
look at the numbers a little bit and let be like, hey, maybe we can tip the scale back in one way. Because even if it's not a thing now, uh, we like we see things where it's like uh, it'll come up like, oh, we weren't planning on it, but we could totally pull this off now, you know? So yeah, yep. You us three have never been accused of being in all guys' lives, so I don't. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. We, we don't have any. <laughs> we have no frame of reference for that, but. I, I'm with you. It's just, these are just things you're going to think about. Even if Brett doesn't even believe this and he's just trying to throw the target on somebody else, it's good gameplay because you got to yeah. keep the target off yourself. Because don't a lot of I, that might actually be justified because a few of these power players know each other. Like, uh, don't Alyssa and Sarah know each other? Yeah. Okay, so that that might be like a legitimate thing to be concerned about, right? And so as I, long as I, the, yeah, no, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and, I, and we already talked about earlier, the people who Brett and Chad even want to pull in are two of the power players in the game, Chelsea and Amy, along with Billy. But Chelsea and Amy have a lot of uh, control going on right now. So it, maybe there is cause for concern that they could take over the game if they really want to, especially now that Jared is gone. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, so anything else you guys had uh, before the challenge happened? Not really. I just have one big comment about the challenge. I think we all got the same comment about the challenge. <laughs> all right. Well, well, let's get to the challenge. I'd love to hear that comment. So for those at home, uh, it's the classic uh, caller with blindfolded people directing them to get puzzle pieces. And I'm going to let Michael, I'm going to let you take over for this one. What, what do you have to say about this? Well, first and foremost, before I get to like my favorite part, um, uh, I, I, the, get rid of this challenge. Don't ever. They, they should never do this challenge because listen, on, on actual Survivor, they actually this they, they put a diaper over your face and then they pull the buff over your entire head. You cannot see. Everyone is always cheating in this challenge. Everyone cheats. I, I cheated when I did this at Real Foot. Uh, it's a, uh, just get rid of the game. You can totally see like your feet and like it just doesn't work. Okay, I don't like the challenge. Uh, that's no crazy offense. that that's crazy that you say that because I could totally see both times we played this in real foot, <laughs> both times, and I thought I was the only one, but apparently not. Apparently, everyone no. could just see, and we're all lying to each other. Nathan, come on, <laughs> everybody could see. So all every time you all have played this, you were able to see. Yes, <laughs> that's hilarious. Okay, I could I couldn't like see clear as day or whatever, but like I could see like I could see like through it and like I could tell where what what was grass, what was rocks, you know that type of thing. And like 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 Michael said, I could see my feet, so there was no concern of me tripping over anything, especially if there was pieces on the ground. But yeah, my main thing is before we even get into the Angelica version, I'm with you, Michael. Of all the like classic Survivor challenges, right? The ones you think of. All the challenges you think of when you think of Survivor. This is one that's going to come up most of the time. I think yeah. it's overrated. Truly. I, I think it's overrated. I think it's done too much. And I get the appeal of it. But my my biggest pet peeve is I don't like challenges where a lot of people don't have to do anything. Like, And the more people you have in this challenge, like, like say there's six or seven blindfolded people, the caller is only going to use two people. Maybe even one. Like, there's going to be a bunch of people who either just stand there or walk around pretending to be blindfolded. So, like, it, it, it's just, I'm more a fan of challenges where everybody has to at least do something, you know, to earn the win. So, well, and with, I, I think this challenge really falls apart with that. But with that with, said, I did like how Angelica did it because there was only three people who were blindfolded. And at least everybody had to get a piece. I prefer that to having seven or six people out there and, and some of them don't even touch a piece. 
I, I don't know about y'all. I, I appreciated that at least everybody had to get a piece in this challenge. The, the best case scenario for this challenge is what actually happened is when people begin to yell at each other. Um, even if you're not actually angry, it seems like you're angry and then like things fume up anyways. So like, yeah. that's like, that's what's always good. That's what's like, just have people, uh, they need to have like, they need to encourage shouting more in other challenges, I would say. They, they need to just put earmuffs on people that on every single challenge. So the p contestants need to scream at each other. <laughs> That's what happened in uh, my season. Jeff of Real Foot, Jeff was just screaming at the other at my team to try to get us to stop. <laughs> now, now, Michael, I do need to ask you something. Is it a valid strategy for the caller to jump off of the podium and run into the field and direct people? <laughs> Is that a valid strategy? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I would take it. Do you Let's know? Do, do you know what he's referencing, Michael? Do you <laughs> no, remember I don't. this? I don't. Do in real foot, Bailey jumped off the platform <laughs> and started yelling at people on his team and had, just That's had right. them follow him. And right. he, we lost that challenge because they just started cheating midway through. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. I did not know this until Nathan literally told me this yesterday. He texted me. He's like, fun fact about season two, we had this challenge as an unaired reward challenge. And I, I didn't know if you remember that. So that, that's what I'm referencing. That would make me so mad, but it... Nathan told me that the host, just Amos, he didn't say that it was against the rules, so he couldn't really say anything <laughs> about it. There you have it. Think innovatively, people. Yeah, think outside the box. Bailey's a game changer. So I, thankfully for Jason, he did tell people not to jump off the podium. So good, good, good for him. I'm glad that they thought ahead. <laughs> <laughs> They did a, I, I give them credit, they filmed this during the day. That was another crucial part, because filming this kind of thing at night is a nightmare. Yeah. Like, when we filmed it in two, we couldn't see the people in the field. That was a crucial flaw <laughs> with guiding. Also, that field was, like, three weeks late on a lawnmower, so, like, all the pieces, you just, they were in the, like, just buried in grass. Like, go check that that section of grass. <laughs> That's like all you have <laughs> So they're already, so Angelica's doing great here. You know, it wasn't in the dark. The collar didn't cheat. Uh, the grass wasn't too high. So good for that. My favorite part was Kurt gets his piece pretty fast. And we have another great Kurt moment here. And Brett is going to wait to call on Kurt until the very last, until he's the very last person on the team. And it just cuts to Kurt going blindfolded. <laughs> he's just trying to get Brett's attention and I just love that the camera got that like even in challenges Kurt is just a standout <laughs> so what do we think about the picks for the callers here it was Sarah and uh Brett Brett yes yeah Sarah was probably a good choice uh you know Sarah was probably a good choice I, I would say just given uh I remember she was doing some of the directing in the uh, the last challenge where they had to stack the blocks. I remember she did directing there, so that was probably a good call. I would not have picked Brett, or I I would not have picked Brett as the guy that they were going to pick. Brett seems a little too soft spoken, so I was kind of surprised who, they picked him. Who would you have you picked? Well, here here's the thing. I feel like it's almost an insult to like say that oh this person would be really good at this. Like I, <laughs> again, sorry to keep going back to season two real no, quick, but uh, uh, that was a position I was in. Uh, I hope Stacy's not watching, but you know she's a loud speaker, and I did. I was trying my best to like 
hey, you're very good at like shouting at people. So maybe you should do this. I tried to do that nicely. It didn't work. But uh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like uh, uh, you need a loud mouth up there. Yep. I, feel I like... think it, I, this is Go a very ahead, basic strategy, but like picking someone of the opposite sex from the other team is also pretty useful. So I wonder if, like, the other team was, like, immediately going with Sarah. So they're like, okay, we have to have a man in this role so we can dis distinguish the voices. Good point. No, that's that's not a bad call. Um, <laughs> why do I feel like, Michael, obviously I wasn't there. Why do I feel like you were trying to direct the challenge and, like, you, nobody could hear over Stacy? <laughs> why do I feel like that's what happened? No comment. Two? I'm not going to drag Stacy anymore. Poor Stacy. <laughs> But yes, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> uh, but to answer your question, Nathan, who I, I I thought maybe they would have picked Alyssa instead of Brett. I thought maybe that, like, I thought maybe they would have picked Kurt even. So I'm not saying Brett did a bad job. Obviously, they won the team and or the one the challenge, and he got his team members back before the other team. But uh, I was kind of surprised by that choice. Maybe they told Kurt, like, hey, we want you to be the caller. And he said, no, you guys, I have this amazing dance move that I want to pull off <laughs> after I get the puzzle piece. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that was persuasive enough. <laughs> kind of, you brought up a basic strategy of this challenge, Nathan. I mean, when I did it, I thought it worked pretty well. Uh, it, again, really basic. I'm not, no rocket science here, but we just had the, the caller just told us, Brett, he just said, uh, nobody say anything in the entire time if you're blindfold. Walk straight, and if you don't know where you're going, just raise your hand. And that kind of clouds out, like, uh, the muffled uh, voices of the other players and the other caller. So I thought that worked pretty well. Uh, I don't think they really did the strategy in, in this version, but that worked well for us. The puzzle here was interesting. I've never really seen a puzzle like this before. I really like the puzzle. Same here. That was cool. Uh, I was like, I was really wanting to get in there and solve that because, uh, yeah, it just looked fun. No, no, Michael, you're the caller. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> they were they, they were trying to tell you really nicely about it, but no. You need to <laughs> I appreciate them letting me down slowly. <laughs> no, it was Chad versus Chelsea in the puzzle, which yes. I give anyone credit who's willing to take this spot in the challenge. Okay. Like, this is the uh, GOAT position in yeah. the challenge. Well, Because you're never going to blame, like, the... You're never going to blame, like, the blindfolded person for losing. Like, oh, they could have walked slightly faster back to the podium, loser. <laughs> well, again, that's my problem with this challenge. It weighs, it, whether there's a puzzle or not, it weighs so much on the caller, in this case, the puzzle person. You can't... The blindfold... Per, everyone's going to want to do the blindfold, because that's the position you can't blame anybody on. But... I'm with you, Nathan. I, I have mad respect to anybody who steps up to do a puzzle in any challenge, especially Chad in this instance, where he could have lost it for a fourth time in a row, or his team could have lost the fourth time in a row, and it's all on him. So good for him. I think he just bought, got even more stock in his team for winning this. But it was a very cool puzzle. I've never really seen any, any puzzle like that. It was two pieces in one row, three in another, and four in another. That, that, that was a really interesting one. I enjoyed watching that. Uh, so, in Miracle of All Miracles, um, Malik wins. Yeah. Shocking I, I, as that is. We have that one time, have we? 
Yeah, no, I, I was not expecting this. Uh, especially again, I was alluding to like somebody like yelling a lot, and like Kurt was in that position. Uh, what was he saying? Like he was just staring at like screaming the same phrase over and over again. That was good. <laughs> he kind of. Okay, I don't want to make fun of these guys because I will, but I don't want to. But I'm I mean, that, that's like you have to do that, and it's but like yeah. it's not. I'm not like I would have done the same thing. Like you know, I'm just gonna keep yelling until you call on me. Right. Right. But. When they actually, when Jason gives them the uh, tribal immunity idol after winning the challenge again, I don't want to make fun of them, but I kind of thought the reaction was kind of like underplayed, I guess. Like they were so underwhelmed with winning. It was like they just got a $5 gift card at Sonic. It was like, I was surprised that kind of, because I remember back, like I can't speak for y'all in your first season, but in both of my seasons when we won, especially Nathan, you and I in six, after losing the first, we were going crazy. Like, we thought we won the Super Bowl. And then these guys are like, yay. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was no. surprising. Yeah. stick the first day than they were to win the immunity. Yeah, yeah. But was that was that the only one who thought that? That maybe that, that I was surprised at, like, how kind of calm their their, their celebration was? <laughs> yeah, it was I, I didn't necessarily... Odd. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't necessarily pick up on it, but uh, yeah, yeah, I also don't remember anybody like being excited, so right, right. I'm here to, I'm <laughs> they here to studied the words of Rory before the season and they wanted to win with class, they didn't want to gloat too much. <laughs> that was classless. <laughs> I'm here to point out, just like I'm, I when Nathan didn't notice, uh. Jillian's shirt. I, I'm on this podcast. I'm here to point out the stuff nobody else notices. Um, but we're going to see Bosser go to travel for the first time in this game. And not looking for, not looking good for Jared is the under is the understatement of this century. <laughs> it, but no one, no one in their confessionals could articulate this. They go to Chelsea and she's like, uh, it's a little complicated because we pulled in Steve and Janet and we're all voting for Jared, but, but um, J- Jared, he thinks we're voting for Janet, I guess. Oh, this game's so complicated. And then they go to Jay and he does the exact same thing. Like you could literally not have a more straightforward vote than this. <laughs> it wasn't that said, uh, they're like, well, look, we don't we don't want to like alert Jared to anything. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk like the least amount of strategy as possible with him. I was like, I think that's like the opposite of what you want to do on a blind side, right? Like you don't like ignore the subject. I didn't catch that, but uh, but uh, I'm, I, there's no doubt in my mind. Given what everyone else said, that's what happened. Nathan, did you catch who said that? I did not catch who said that. I uh, there was, was basically the... no conversations before the vote. They're all just like, yep, Jared's going. Sounds good. <laughs> He's voting for Janet. And Jared is like, yeah, you know, I, I think I got this. I, I think I'm like midway through merge already, but I need to plan for the end game better. It's 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 really impressive the way that they're blindsiding people out of this game. Like, and especially in the fashion that like most of the time it seems pretty straightforward, especially in this situation. <laughs> like everyone's like on the same page. And then you have somebody like Jared's like, uh, what am I going to do next round? <laughs> this is a point that we talked about last week, Michael, where like each, all three of us have done confessionals for a Survivor game before. And there are sometimes you get people who just, I don't know, we'll, we'll just have to have, you know, just beat around the bush, give you nothing to work with, especially if you're making episodes or something like this. So I said, I at least appreciate the fact that Jared was willing to say something that could absolutely be 
led to an ironic downfall and lead to us making fun of him on the podcast. So as someone who's done confessionals, do you appreciate the fact that people are willing to set themselves up like this? I mean, I made a full, yeah, I made a fool of myself on a daily basis in real foot. Like just like, (laughs) because here's the thing, like if, if you like call your shot and you do well, it looks so good. And then if you, if you like look like an idiot and you're blindsided and it's like, it's like, well, people understand what a blindside is. Like, it's uh, yeah. it's more impressive yeah. to go in talking a big game than it is embarrassing for you to go out blindside, in my opinion. In six, I was just actively trolling with it. Like, in the rare case where I got confessionals, I would just go in there and I'd say, like, yeah, it would take an act of God to unseat me from this amazing position. <laughs> there is nothing production can throw at me to stop me now. I am an invincible god. Like I was saying that kind of thing to confessionals just because it's funny. Like if yeah. I do get voted out, that makes it all the better. I remember you told me when you got back to camp, you said that because we all knew a swap was coming, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go say this in confessional." <laughs> so like, yeah, there's nothing, no twist that can stop me now. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Nathan, you you alluded to something a second ago when you said what was it chelsea was the one who was talking as if they were going to do a split vote when they obviously weren't like so here's what we have to do we have to make sure jan and steve are on board we got to make sure janet thinks <laughs> that uh jared thinks that she's going home we got to make sure that steve doesn't screw up the fire making challenge like they had to do all this yeah. stuff they were talking about it as if <laughs> they were planning for a split vote but that that's never that's not what happened at all. So it was really funny. They talk as if this was some very elaborate move they had to make when it was so straightforward, like you said. So I thought that was quite funny. Parker, it was a split vote. It was seven votes on Jared, one vote on Janet. You're right. It was You're not right. unanimous at all. You're this right. This is like 40 chess. If the it <laughs> If, if if they lose the next two challenges and they go to the merge and Jan is still there, I hope she does the same math that Kurt did. She gets one vote each time, so I so and she's like, what? I have seven votes cast against me or something? Eight <laughs> something, votes, something like that. You know, <laughs> ballpark. In the ballpark. Uh, anything else before tribal that? Uh, well, I us? I do want to touch on the other tribe because we do get a couple quick scenes with them. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I do appreciate, I don't know how this happened, but Brett appears to be the swing vote in the tribe at this point, which, like, I figured, like, this would be the time where, like, all right, time to get Brett out of here. But, like, it seems like he has all the power now. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. I thought that was uh, that was really impressive. So just wanted to touch Brett on that. Brett is seemingly, it's insane. He seemingly is controlling both tribes. <laughs> like, because he says all his friends are on the other tribe. But he's still in control of the purple tribe. I don't understand how this is happening here. I mean, that's the other thing about the women's alliance. Like they're they were talking about the concerns of the women's alliance, but they get back from from the immunity challenge, and two of them go off this way, two of them go off this way. Brett's like staring them, and I'm like, oh, where do I go? It's like there's a, you know, like like it could not be more obvious. <laughs> I'm kind of with you, Michael. I gotta give credit to Brett because. Like, last episode, it was all about Brett and Alyssa, the dynamic duo. Chad and Taylor, the, the dynamic duo. And then Kurt could is on the bottom. You'd think Kurt would be in this position, but no. Now it's apparently Brett is going to call the shots between Taylor and Kurt on one end and Alyssa and uh, Chad on the other. And, yeah, I would think Chad would be in that position. But no, now that Brett knows Alyssa knows Sarah, now Brett's calling the shots. So, like, it, 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 it was very fast. 
like I'm sure this game is happening for them. We often forget since these episodes come out once a week that this this all happened with in the span of I'm going to say an hour, maybe two. You know, these games have to go by fast, but it, it was very odd that Brett managed to get himself in this position. And like you said, Nathan, he's almost calling the shots for both teams. <laughs> very impressive. Yeah, but- Tribal Council happened so early in this episode. Yeah, I was like, what's happening? Are we getting like uh, rocks here? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, like, we really don't have any more strategy here. This is it. Like, it's all. <laughs> We're like 55% into the episode. Like, okay, time to- for tribal council. Like, oh, oh dang. <laughs> uh, my favorite part of tribal council is the tiny tiki torches. Yes. Yeah. Just like, uh, they all- I mean, they're like candles. I like <laughs> pro tiny tiki torch. Right. <laughs> Uh, I, I I appreciated um, okay who was it somebody oh it was Steve I appreciate Steve was we kind of alluded to it earlier how people just give nothing answers at tribal like saying how things are all so kumbaya and you love these people when you really don't now I probably do buy it from Steve Steve just seems like a really good guy it just seems like a a team player but I remember he said something along the lines of you know what's been great about this team is that nobody's been calling the shots you know if he, if he has a suggestion. We don't all, you know, he's open to listening to other ideas when that completely contradicts everything they've been saying about Jared, because the way they talk about Jared is he's the one who's been throwing out a bunch of different ideas and has been sneaky. So I just love the blatant disregard for Jared because they all think he's going home. There were a lot of ironic comments at Tribal Council. Like one of the first, like the thing that they're hitting home is like Jason's like, so guys, you've done good in the challenges. What do you think went wrong this time? And they go, well, we all love each other so much, blah, 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 blah. And then they say, we're so great at communication. Now, of all the challenges to cite communication, (laughs) this is like the only one where communication is the only element of the challenge. Well, well, there's... (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say it's, it's you're right because the the challenge is an example of it, and also there's like the very obvious juxtaposition of like Jared immediately getting interrupted when he's trying to speak. But not even just that, but like if you notice throughout the entire tribal council, there's like three or four people talking at once, like answering the same questions. Like, but not like none of them are like like actually listening. They're just like they're just talking. <laughs> That's so right so. too. That's because that's. I'm glad I'm not the only one who picked up on that because that's kind of what happened. Jason would ask them a question and n- nobody would just let one person answer. Everybody had to give their opinion on it. There was, was one point uh, where somebody was answering a question. I like heard. So- I did, couldn't even make out who it was. They were just like they were also answering the question like down on the other end, like quietly. I'm like, what's going on? I, it's so rare because normally no one wants to talk at tribal council no. but meanwhile jason just like throws out a question to like a specific person and people are butting in like <laughs> jason was asking someone a question he's like so how do you go about voting someone out and jared just butts in and he's like jason do you mean how we're going to physically vote someone out because we're gonna go up to the podium and write down a name, and then the tribe like, <laughs> like was, was that quip worth like just interrupting the conversation? Was he like saving that up? Too good. Too He's good. been waiting four rounds to get this out. He finally ha- made it happen. Most live games, people give one word answers at tribal, but <laughs> everyone is stumbling over each other to say something. Like 
I understand because Jason is super cool and like he's really good at leading these travels, but it's like y'all need y'all are y'all need to calm down a little bit. Like Jason's gonna have to bring back what was it, the conch show from Borneo? Yeah. All right, it's your turn to talk. That's where this is headed. Drop the four, keep the conch shell. <laughs> and the gong. I can't with you. Yes. Any other ironic comments, Nathan, that you pointed that you noted at Tribal? No, they they were all it was funny. They just all went with it. They're all like, Yeah, we were so great at communicating, except well, for this communication challenge. Well, remember, they said they all loved each other, and this was a really hard vote because these are all great people. So the way that they had to cope with the fact they're about to blindside their dear friend Jared is just talk and joke about everything, because this is not a serious situation at all. As if they've treated Jared like one of their own at, a, at any point. Okay, in all seriousness, do you guys understand why Jared has been voted out? Because the entire episode, I'm waiting for a reason, but they're all just talking like he's a dead man already. Like, yeah, we have to vote out Jared. Because he knows there's no other option. time. <laughs> Yeah. Like, I guess he said he was really great in the challenges. They're blindsiding him for that. I, I, I Is that well, the reason? I, I don't get this. Well, he said he knows Sarah. And maybe, and again, maybe Sarah has told people that. Maybe people know they know each other. Maybe Jared has slipped up and told people they know Sarah. But th that would be my guess. So he has an alliance. He's has a previous relationship with someone who's running the tribe. <laughs> and therefore, he has to go home. I, I, I don't understand this through line here. <laughs> Mike, yeah, it's like, go ahead. It's like, it's like Patrick on uh, here, Patrick and Allie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually not a bad comparison. Yeah. Patrick and Jared. <laughs> yeah. I wish Jared would have howled at the moon like Patrick allegedly did. That was my only complaint here. <laughs> Patrick yelled at the moon? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you hear that? No. This is unrelated, but they said Patrick would just wake up in the middle of the night and start screaming, like, to get the <laughs> cameraman near him. <laughs> I did not hear about that. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Um, Nathan, did you catch any of the voting confessionals for this round? Which is something that's pretty cool. They do show us what everybody says in the voting confessional. I've, I, I like that Sir Angelica does that. So Jay is very paranoid here. He says, you know, I, I, I can't put it past them for this all to be a gigantic ruse and them all to unanimously vote me out this tribal council. But Jared, for my game, I hope you go home this round. I'm like, Jay, what what game are you playing? <laughs> well, here's the, here's the issue with that is I think Jay actually, like, they Jay should, like, they vote out Jared, I guess, because they were concerned or he's a threat or whatever. That They, they should have done that to Jay. Jay is the actual threat. Like, he's, like, Jay's way better. Game. He's way better competitions. He, like, helped design the competitions. He's won. He knows people in the game. Like, uh, and he even, like, he has confessions, like, uh, I can't wait for a swap so I can just uh, work with other people. I'm like, okay. <laughs> You don't even know him yet. You're just going to do it. Plus, if you keep Jared around at the rate that he's aging and, like, <laughs> relative to his, like, time on the island, he'll be on, like, day 92 within the next few hours. Yeah. So he might be medically evacuated, so just keep him in for those reasons. Yep. No, no, Jared's a bigger threat than Jay. Come on, guys. Come on. Y'all blasphemy. Um, did you catch any of the voting confessionals? Because I didn't really, like, all of them were like, you know, Jared, you're such a great player, but 
due to overwhelming evidence that we will not cite, you must go home. There's no other option. <laughs> no, I mean, basically, that, that, that they were all pretty similar. Not that they were bad or anything. It's just none of them really stood out, like you said. So I'm, I, I, don't ha I can't think of one off the top of my head that really stood out. Michael? Yeah, no, I, I was about to say, like, none of them <laughs> yeah. really uh, stood out to me. Yeah. Um, but hey, before before like we we start to close things out, I I, I want to give you guys my winner. Do you guys have winner picks? Yeah. Uh, I could come up with one. Uh, like okay, let, well, let's all like make one. Well, okay. I got I got one. Um, and I, f I feel okay. confident about it. Um, Taylor is winning the season. Taylor's I, I, winner. Yeah, I I can co-sign this. I think I've Taylor never seen somebody stuff. like so primed like and just looking at the cast in particular, like in the people she's up against. Uh, Taylor is winning and she's smart too. She's not afraid to cut throats and like she's very unassuming. Like, a lot of like, like, uh, she's like, she's like just super like, uh, calm and yeah. like you would never suspect her to be like an aggressive game player. And I don't think she necessarily is, but I think that's what it takes to win the game sometimes is to not be super aggressive. And that's what she has. And I'm, I'm saying it here first Taylor is winning. It reminds me a little bit of Pia from Australian Survivor, where like she's a target the first vote, and then you just never hear like anyone throw her name out. No. I mean, there are five people on her tribe, and she's not even in the conversation, <laughs> which is weird. No. They and Brett is thinking of every conceivable angle. He's like Doctor Strange thinking through all the timelines. And in all the million timelines, Taylor is not the next boot, according to him. Yeah. I really do like that pick, Michael, because just, again, going off the previous boots, a lot of very vocal and aggressive players have been voted off already. You know, we saw um, we saw, we saw saw Nick get voted off, and now Jared was voted off. So the more vocal people have been voted off, and just if this trend continues, I could see the more vocal players go after each other, and I think it could be a quieter player that wins yeah. this game. And Taylor is one of the best position of the more like low key under the radar players. So I think you're really onto something. Nathan, what, what do you got for a winner pick? Um, let's see. I'm, I'm looking through the list. Taylor. No, he's kidding. <laughs> don't. I, um, I would, I, I, I would either go with Taylor or Amy at this point. Uh, Good picks. maybe I think Billy's well set up as well, but I, I would be worried that he would get clipped because uh, of people being worried about him and challenges. I, yeah. I might have to go with Taylor, though, because some of these other people are going to be targeted because they have a million friends on the other team, <laughs> which right. apparently that's not an issue, so I shouldn't be evaluating that. <laughs> like, the people here, you have friends on the other team, like, okay, let's keep them in there. Right. Well, I won't uh, pick Taylor, uh, just so not all of us pick the same. I won't do that. Um, I think maybe I think she's going to be in trouble come the merge, but I do think there's a shot for Chelsea. You know, she's playing a, a, a social game. She's kind of she's close to Amy, who has a lot of pair, uh, connections. She's close to Billy, who has a lot of connections. I'm thinking she may be that person who is close enough to people to where she gets credit for the moves, but when it when it comes time to vote out threats, she's not pegged as the biggest threat for all the moves, and yet she can still take credit in the end. So I, I think there's a shot for Chelsea here. Obviously, Taylor, I think, is definitely a contender. Um, and I, I wouldn't rule him. I wouldn't rule him out yet. I do think there is a shot for 
threat even. Again, I think more than likely he'll be he's been he's being set up for a big downfall possibly, but I do think if he can just keep up what he's doing, he could have a great shot at winning. But Parker, I think if, primarily I picked Chelsea. Parker, if Brett wins this season, it'll be the most comically dominant game ever played anywhere. Like the dude has dominated the game the whole way through on both <laughs> tribes, allegedly. You act like we haven't seen that before in other live games. <laughs> Have we seen that? Oh, I, uh, yeah. yeah, never, yeah. Never <laughs> we participated in one, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> you participated in one. You've been on production for one. Come on. <laughs> now, that's that's, notice enough. I said Chelsea and um, Taylor first, though. Again, I'm just yeah. saying, if there is going, I do think it'll be a quieter player. But if somebody had to win who was, quote unquote, more vocal, I do think there's a shot for Brett there. Is there any chance for Jay here? Like, because I could see it potentially. I could see it. I could. See I, I don't it. think he's gonna do that at all. I think I could see him like in like the final four spot. I could see him being like the last of the people. Like, like he's not gonna be the biggest threat at the merge, but they're gonna like pick off a couple, and then it's gonna be like it's gonna be him and like three other people that aren't as much of a threat, and they're gonna take Jay out. That's kind of how I picture a story going. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen, but I have to put it out into the ether. Just so maybe it'll come back to us. If Kurt wins this game, my God. <laughs> it will be now that you said that Brett will be the most comically dominant win. That's Kurt. He's been very dominant. Kurt literally created the game. And then he won. <laughs> Kurt literally doesn't even have to stress about the, the strategy. He'll use the porta potty instead. Like, come on. Yes. He's not been in any danger. It's like the Dr. Manhattan strategy, like create the game that you want to win, you know, <laughs> it works out. I, I, if Kurt, yeah, and there's a few other people who I think just to shout them out who are playing well, but I think they're going to be targeted. I think Chad and Alyssa are both playing very strong, but I think at this point they're too outward to be considered threats or to like, to be considered like, oh, we can, we can beat them in the end. I think they're playing a little bit too outward and they'll be taking out those two. And again, I think, I think someone like Sarah is also playing very well. She's clearly feels good enough in her alliance that she can cut Jared, who she does have a relationship with. But the fact that Brett has this information, she knows Lisa. I do think Sarah will be in trouble in the future. Um, I would think Steve has a good chance, but I don't know if he can ever recover from that horrible fired performance. No. I think he might just get to the end and the jury won't give it to him because, you no. know, he did so he won, poorly. With, yeah. he, he won the challenge and it was still a horrible performance. I don't think yeah. he's going to make it. <laughs> I wish that storyline carried through. That's my one like thing with this season. I wish they were still talking about Steve winning that <laughs> challenge, but not winning it by enough. That was my favorite part of the first episode. <laughs> of just dunking on Steve. Um and Janet, I think, is unfortunately probably Janet is. If we're, let's let's just get into predictions for what we think is going to happen next. Obviously, the preview show there more than likely will be a swap of some sort, maybe an opportunity to mutiny. But let's just talk about the tribes as they are, just for a little bit. Um, if Basra loses again, the green team, it has to be Janet, right? Who's going? I, I, I think either Janet or Steve. Yeah, that's the thing. I think, but Janet's very much in the same position Kurt was in. I don't know that Janet has the same 
uh, social clout to do what he did. But like, I think Janet, we could see Janet be like continuously that decoy though. That's true. What do you think? Um, I, I think we're probably seeing Steve go if they lose. Yeah, I think Janet could be Janet right now. In order to get to the merge, Janet could be that backup target that never ends up being like the prominent target. And then Steve, yeah, I, I do have to imagine unless somebody's trying to make a move, you know, on Billy or Sarah, which I don't know why that would happen. They're in the five. I do think Steve and Janet are in trouble. Again, going back to Malik. Um, Last week, Kurt was dead in the water, but it turns out that now Brett called him, what did Brett call him, his sub-ally? Something like that? So and now that Brett is calling the shots, maybe there's hope for Kurt here? I don't know, but who 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 do we think leaves if Malik loses? Is that a compliment, though, to be called a sub-ally? <laughs> you're not even to the point of someone that you could work with. You're, like, a little below that. Well, isn't that kind of what you call your friend that you only call to hang out with if nobody else is available? You're my sub friend. <laughs> I think that's what I call like my uh, favorite boss at work. Like, oh, my manager. <laughs> He's my sub ally over here. <laughs> yeah, like you have your allies and then your medium allies and then you just have way down low as you get to a new tier to have sub ally. Would you uh, rather be an acquaintance or a sub ally? Is there a difference? <laughs> Probably a sub-ally. Acquaintance yeah, is like, I, I guess it's better than acquaintance. Yeah. Acquaintance is like a person on the other tribe that you have not spoken. Like, you like <laughs> shook hands with a daisy around. Um, hey, um, this is like the cameraman. I actually, I'm taking the Malik tribe at face value here. I think Brett is the swing boat, and I think he's going to decide to stick with Kurt, and I think he's taking out Chad. Which, that'd be funny if that happened. <laughs> I, I kind of hope that happens. Why would that be funny? I don't know. I just think it, it, it'd be humorous that they voted out Chad after they've lost all these challenges. <laughs> after he won the challenge for them, and then they said early in the episode, yeah, Kurt just kind of does his own thing in challenges, which is a moat we didn't talk about, but one reason, another reason Kurt is a threat is apparently is he does his own thing in challenges, which I don't think we've heard from at any point, but that's apparently how they see it, but that would be kind of funny if Chad finally gives them their win, their first win. It's like, oh, thanks, buddy. It's kind of like you and me, Nathan. We're going to vote out the people who win challenges for us. That, that's a good method to do it. That's a way. <laughs> uh, but, okay, I, I do think, uh, I, I think you're right, Michael. We could be seeing a Chad blindside here if Brett is off to make a big move. Or Alyssa. Is there any chance he, he just gets rid of Alyssa here despite being so close to her for so long. I feel like if he's going to make that big turn, he would want to take out Chad. Like, I feel like that's the juicier boot here. Like, I feel like he probably is closer to Chad and Alyssa, but I think he also is afraid of them. Therefore, it's going to be a big decision for him to flip. So if he does, I don't think he wants to deal with the aftermath from Chad. So he'd probably just take out Chad. Basically, everyone left in the game is Brett's alliance, according to him. <laughs> so he'd be turning on one of his 11 allies. True. Yeah. So that'd be a pretty big step. He literally has, like, his... He has sub-allies and acquaintances on the other team. Like, he's going to show up to... Uh, he's going to show up to Sarah at the merge and be like, hey, remember when we said hi to each other for five minutes on day one? <laughs> we had a really good bond there. <laughs> you, you and I right now, we're acquaintances, but I think you got some sub-alliance potential. <laughs> no, you, you, why, why did you just, you were able to mask the cadence of a typical LRG player very well there. 
thank you thank you are, um, are we good with this episode like is there anything else we want to cover well, i'm trying to think um we we talked I, about predictions for who will go home um i guess just briefly let's just talk about what do we think this we saw the preview for next episode uh Jason is going to come up and say that he needs them. What did Jason say that they need to do? He, they need to write down names on a sheet of paper, or is that what he said? It seems yeah, like the, chi the China. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say the China thing. They're going to like vote for two people to come over, and they'll just yeah. swap whoever has the most votes on both tribes. That would be my guess. And you know, in, in that, and in that case, there's there's no sense in trying to predict what they're going to do. But this could easily happen. We could get another Aaron Riceberger situation here. <laughs> the great. Yeah. Well, I just want to. I just like no matter what it is. I'm glad they're not just grabbing a buff. Like that is yeah. like the most boring way to do a swap. I like to see like like there's more social interaction in something like this. So I really do. Um, if that is the case, but uh, I mean it's definitely a swap. I guess the question is how is it logistically going to work? So right. Yeah, it's I'll definitely wait. a swap, and I think y'all are right that it's probably the China one. So I'm curious. I don't think I've ever, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen it in an LRG other than, uh, uh, other than just being in CBS survivor. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it be done before. So I'm kind of curious if that is what it is, how it's going to play out here, especially because the cabins are like so close to each other, wherever they're playing. So honestly, yeah. they could literally just say it and the other tribe will hear <laughs> who they're going to pinch before they even Jason delivers them the news. All right, we're picking Chad. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, that, that, that could be what happens. But that that's all I could think of uh, for this episode. Did you guys have anything else that you wanted to talk about? That's it. I just want to thank you guys for having me. And uh, if you want, like, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's another opportunity for me to come chat with you guys. I'll do it anytime. So, absolutely, we have a few things to plug here. And uh, Michael, while you're here, we really appreciate you joining us. Just where can people listen to your podcast? I mean, wherever you find podcasts, iTunes. You just look up Star Wars. Star Wars. That's it. Uh, just type that in. You'll find it. That's a great name for a podcast. Yeah. Why don't we came up with that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I hope he got credit. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> uh is it on so it's just like is it just audio or can you find it on something like youtube you can we stream on my twitch channel which is twitch.tv slash sir zaps um okay. but we don't really advertise it we like for people to listen to audio one right. um so but if you're welcome to listen either way if you want to find us on twitch you can do that or yeah just find star wars yeah in all honesty uh everybody listening it's it's a really fun podcast Michael and Tommy really know their stuff. So I'd, if, if you're interested in Marvel or Star Wars, I would recommend uh, listening. Uh, and, and Nathan, we actually do have something else to plug here from what? Jason Crazy. himself. <laughs> yes, we do. Let's see. They're casting, right? Yeah, so Survivor and Jeff, for all you at home who uh, are enjoying this season, uh, watching, and you want to try out Survivor and Jellicum for yourself, they are casting currently. Um Let's see. David, can you pull up what their website name is? I'm on my phone. Yeah, I can pull that up. Jason, pull, uh, he put it in our chat. I, I don't want to say the wrong website. Let's see. Having this available beforehand, you know, that's for, that's for losers. This is the way to do it. <laughs> Let me see. There you go, in the chat. 
What amazing. What? Oh no, wow, it was ready. <laughs> Sorry about that, but but yeah, Survivor Angelica is uh currently casting for their newest season. Uh there's the there's the if you wanna fill out the application, the website is right there on screen. Um yeah, it, it's a great game, honestly. I haven't played it, but just from talking to Jason one-on-one and from watching the episodes, there's a lot of passion that goes into this game. It's a really fun time, especially if you live in the area where it takes place. Just, yeah, if, if you're interested, go ahead. Um, they're always looking for new applicants and new people to bring in. So if you're interested, throw your hat in the ring. All right. We'll catch you all next week. Yep. Three All right, guys. that guys, this was our final uh, Angelica podcast before uh, the holiday season. So for everybody at home, happy holidays. Everybody, please stay safe. And we'll be back next time. There's a new episode. Thanks, thanks everybody.